a Shishkin Productions podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Ask Not Me Anything podcast. I'm super excited for today's show where I'll be talking to designer, artist, speaker, and writer extraordinaire, your friend and mine, Adam J. Kurtz, a.k.a. Adam JK. Adam's work is honest, funny, a little dark, and has been featured in places such as Nylon, Adweek, Vice, and The New Yorker, just to name a few. More importantly, his new book called You Are Here For Now is coming out this month, and I'm excited to hear all about it, so let's just jump right in. Year, I'm Braxton. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. I'm Chris. And we're bringing you the Group Text Podcast. We are four black cousins texting all day, every day about everything going on from the streets to the tweets. And, you know, we're bringing the group text to the podcast world. Yep. Talking about why America is trash, but also why you should have hope. We're recapping everything pop culture, current events, and what's viral this week. And even hitting you with some life advice, like when you should knock if they buck. Yep, and we'll be keeping score, seeing if city boys or city girls are up. City girls are always up. City girls make them wish like Ray J. <laughs> the Group Text Podcast, brought to you by the Shishkin Productions Network. Join our group text every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so right now in front of me, I am holding You Are Here For Now. It is small, but thick. Smells like a fresh book. It looks really nice, and I want to talk about it a little bit. And the first question is Can you talk about the process of creating You Are Here for Now? What was the most fun part? What was the most not fun part? I mean, first of all, thanks for having me on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Also, to... let me int- introduce you. I'm here with Adam JK, who came in here all the way from Hawaii just to record this podcast. That I was did. so nice of you. And thank you so much to our sponsors at Hawaiian Delta for getting me here in style. That's, <laughs> first not, class. that's not an airline name. That's, <laughs> that's two separate airlines. No, uh, no I'm, I'm so excited to be here. And it's cool to like give you in person like one of the first copies of this book, You Are Here For Now, which... I've been working on for like three years and took some major changes in that process as my life totally. I mean, all our lives exploded, right? There's, um, there's this global pandemic that happened and yeah, I left New York. I moved to Hawaii and then I was like, shit, what do I do with that book I was working on? It kind of doesn't make sense anymore. Um, so you started it before the pandemic and then because of the pandemic, the the uh, trajectory of where this book was going totally changed. Yeah. So the thing about my work is that I'm always assuming something bad's going to happen and then trying to stay okay. <laughs> That's my whole brand. So a lot of people are like, oh, you made like a pandemic book about like being okay. It's like, no, no, no. I actually was working on this for like two years before yeah. COVID and had sold the book through under a different title. And my first draft deadline was April 2020. And obviously I missed that deadline by five months and changed the title and changed the whole style of the book. It wasn't even an essay collection. And what happened was life was exploding and I was trying to figure out how to be okay. And I was like, I need more words to talk about this. I think this is going to become a nice, an essay collection. And I'm just, I'm lucky that the people at Penguin were like, you know what? We will follow the thread on this. Like we trust you go for it. That's cool because you've you've worked with them before on releasing your other books. Is this your fifth book? Uh, it's hard to say. This is my fourth book with Penguin, but I also do self publishing. Mm-hmm. I've got the OK Tarot deck that um, actually I don't think I told anyone. Penguin has bought that three years later since self publishing it, so they're they're going to oh, release awesome. that soon. They're going to cool. make it cheaper. That's the cool thing about working with uh, a big publisher like them is that they can get stuff produced for cheap and then make it really available. So like you can walk into a bookstore in wherever, whatever town you're in and you can find my art, you know, my book, I I'm speaking to you, but like where you are. Right. And, and it's affordable. So when you're, when you were first uh, writing books and deciding if you were going to self publish or publish through a publication like Penguin um, publishing house rather, uh, what did you did you way rather prefer to get it published through a public publishing house or did you want to I didn't even want to make books I literally never once considered making books in that because your background is making art yeah like making graphic design and and I didn't I don't consider myself really a writer I don't consider myself an illustrator I noticed that in your website that you didn't 
title yourself as a as an author, even though you have a lot of books. You know, on- I am just I'm whatever you fucking want at this <laughs> point. I think I'm I'm really like a multi hyphenate creative person, and so I was making stuff, and then an editor from Penguin emailed me and was like we have you know i found your work and we think that you have a book here this journal concept they basically pitched it to me and i said yes and then i got in the sort of the swing of thinking about like longer form publications you know i was making zines at home that i understood you know just some print it out staple it you know sell at the zine fest that i can do yeah but that I ha- seems like a natural transition to go from there into yeah, yeah. Th- it's so obvious but yeah. at the time at age 23 i was like freaking out i was like i don't know how to make a book and it's like a book is just like five zines you know it's just every every difficult thing is really just like a less difficult thing like you know yeah. smushed together into like a big i don't know you can just break things down <laughs> into steps yeah i like that a book is just five zines put together that's it no big deal. Yeah, it's all it's all baby steps. A zine is it, just twenty five Instagram posts. Wow, <laughs> we can do that. We know how. Too funny. Um, I'm just gonna pick another question here. It might not be in order, but here we go. Oh, this one is from at Misadventures from MM. If you could give yourself ten years ago one piece of advice, what would it be? So ten years ago, where is this when you were making zines? Yeah, ten years ago, I was I was twenty two. What was your life like twenty years ago? Yeah. Uh, I lived in Baltimore. I was out of school. I was unemployed for a while. No, I went to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I did not go to a fancy art school. I just didn't have the money. Like straight up family, they couldn't help. They don't have money either. So I just went kind of wherever. I actually went to community college first, then state school, graduated at 20, was in terrifying control of my own life. Then I was a waiter. Dude, I don't even, I was such a mess at that time, but that was kind of when I got the idea of like, all right, I'm going to move to New York. And and then I did. And that was so, a pivotal moment. Yeah. I, I, I would tell myself, don't move into that first loft space because it's illegal and the cops are going to shut it down. <laughs> Where was the space at? It was Brooklyn. On, yeah, of course. It was like <laughs> industrial Williamsburg. You know, now there's like six hotels right there, but it was like an illegally converted loft. We lived on the top floor and then they were still renovating the other floors. It was a lot. Yeah, it was really a what lot. a time. When I first moved to Brooklyn, it was 2012, I think. We moved um, the same I got, time. Yeah, I guess so. I got I got evicted from my apartment in Sick. Manhattan, not because of me, you know, but my roommate. <laughs> um, and I had to be out in ten days, and I, you know, I was like 19 years old or maybe 20 years old, and I didn't. I don't know. I went to Craigslist and the first apartment that I kind of found and I went and I checked it out very deep in Brooklyn from, I mean, I didn't really know Brooklyn at all. And I yeah. hopped on, hopped on the J train and went to Chauncey. Um, so, and that That's I looked at this apartment. It's, 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 boy. yeah, it's far for a Manhattan boy. That doesn't know. I didn't even know Manhattan that well. Um, but I saw this apartment, eight roommates, two pit bulls, big loft space, a lot of space. Um, Walked in, met the people that lived there, which were, you know, some were college age like me, some were in their 30s, and one person was in their 40s, and I moved in there, and that was, for me, that was like a, that was something in my timeline that if I didn't move in there, I think I'd be, I'd have a totally different experience in New York, because through that, I met so many different types of people. And I mean, you met like, eight people on the first day. Right, and they all had friends. Everyone came yeah. through, these people. Holy you shit. know, there's a whole space to party. They were throwing parties every weekend. I, it, was, it was quite a time. I lived there for two and a half years, and I could never live in a space like that again, but I'm so glad I did because, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, That's being young. I feel like yeah. you can put up with more. I did so many, so many dumb things Absolutely. or had so many like kind of wilder experiences, and now I'm old. I mean, I'm 32. I'm not old, but I feel old. I'm like, I want to sit in a comfortable chair. I want back support. Like, I will not eat at <laughs> your that restaurant lumbar. with a picnic table. Yeah. That's the worst thing about COVID is the lack of back support. Yeah. For me. And the 700,000 dead people. Right. That's yeah, a joke. That's, that's I, a, does, does that read yeah, as a joke? Do people know I'm joking? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, people know you're joking, especially people that know you. I um, mean, I put just kidding in my name. I'm so paranoid that someone <laughs> might think I'm actually, like, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's it's Adam JK. But do you prefer to go by your last name nowadays, or is it still do you like Adam JK? Better? I actually you just don't like titles at all. You just yeah, I don't like whatever I just people like don't, like to, yeah. as long as you are 
don't I was gonna say as long as you're talking about me as long as you're ordering my new book <laughs> I don't care you know as long as you're it's just fine it's, yeah there's so many people in the world there's so many artists making work there's so many people sharing their work online that like to be considered at all is like such a blessing it's like I'll take what I can get you know if you just know me as like that guy that writes words on the thing who makes that one keychain that Lena Dunham liked? That's fine too. Oh, is that is that part of is that part of your story? Not you, really. You I, it's the was... smallest part. I think I intentionally played up the least impactful part of my career to like be <laughs> humble or funny or self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. Do okay. we already announce on the podcast that I'm Jewish, or did we not say it yet? I don't think we did, but that explains why this is are... happening. <laughs> Yeah, if and, anyone's wondering, and if anyone's wondering, I am Jewish as well. They're and not wondering. Is, yeah, they're not Jeremy wondering. Cohen, they People know. know I'm a Cohen. You're a Kurtz. I'm a Kurtz. Yeah, German and last name. It means short. Really? My and last name means short. You're tall. I am tall, and I'm short. You're not that short. So you have, you have big I've tall, energy. I've tall energy, but uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say tall. I would say big. Okay, big. Oh, thank you. Yeah, big yeah. energy. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's the personality. <laughs> All right. Next question's from at tweet sweet. I know who that is. What makes this what book Christina? different from your others and why did it make me cry? So did she read it already? Christina's read the book okay. and she told me she cried. You know what's different about this book is that for the first time, I'm putting myself back into it. You know, my whole thing, the thing that people know from me, that like the thing that people like from me is that I create work that's really about the reader, whether it's a journal that you fill in yourself or my last book, Things Are What You Make of Them, which is really broad. And this book, I decided to connect the dots. I decided to stand up and and rep for people who are going through some shit, who have mental illness, who are lost, who have complicated histories, who struggle with things like passion and purpose and fear of failure and, and faith. And I decided to talk about myself just enough to let you know that I don't know what I'm doing either, right? Like, there's two ways of, or, or there's many ways to communicate, but there's the version of of this kind of book where an expert says, here is the step-by-step, and I hate that. Yeah. I would much rather a friend be like, hey, I am struggling with this too, or I just experienced this recently. Here's what, here's what helped me. I don't want you to give me the answers. I want you to tell me the questions that you asked yourself so that I can get a head start on finding my own answers. I like that. Because there's not one answer for everyone. And so, yeah, this book is... People who are existing fans of my work, I think, are going to be surprised by this. But then people who are really big fans of my work and are on my email newsletter and we're getting my my newsletters throughout COVID, like normally that newsletter is for like selling you stuff or letting you know what my work's up to. And it became like personal letters about just trying to be okay and hang in there. So if, for the people that were following that, I think they know what this yeah. book is about. And my friends know. You know what I'm like. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like one, thing I, one thing I love about Adam is he's just a brutally honest person. He tells you how it is. It's, you know, it's just I don't like, even mean to be. It's because <laughs> I'm bad at hiding. Yeah. I really can't hide my, my emotions or my feelings. And that used to be something about me that was bad, right? When you're like a young kid or young, a young yeah. boy at school, like we're not supposed to show emotion. We're not supposed to cry. Like we're supposed to be tough or pretend we're tough and like I was so bad at that so I was picked on and whatever and whatever and in my adult life I'm like oh all the shit that I was trying to hide is actually exactly what makes me good at what I do yeah and you know a lot of people make books a lot of people are bad illustrators a lot of people have you know very comparable skills to to me but what they don't necessarily have is the specific experience the specific method of communication the specific weirdo right. fucking humor <laughs> and, and you, do you, you got to embrace it do you use this past do you look back on it and use it as fuel as a way to like put this into your into your writing and into your art i don't is know is that if, a big part of it or is that just a small part of it I, I don't know that i use that as fuel there are definitely some people who are fueled by like wanting to prove the haters wrong or right. wanting to prove to themselves whatever for me i've done a lot of reflecting on my past recently because living in a city like new york la Austin, Portland, you know, these bigger cities, a lot of times you can make that your identity, right? Like I'm a New Yorker, I'm an Angelino, I go here and then here and then I drink that at this place. And I fucking left. And I was like, who who am I now? After 10 years, I thought I was going to live and die in New York. And now I live in my 
husband's parents' house in the suburbs of Honolulu. Yeah, and I've who I'm, am I? And I'm just seeing you now for the first time since uh, yeah, before right before you left. Yeah, and, I saw uh, you over the summer. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm generally curious how you're doing and how you what's that what's that like to lose that part of your I mean for me New York is a it is a big part I mean look at my yeah. shirt right now I'm, no I'm, I mean I'm wearing are... a shirt right now that says New York or nowhere I'm I'm ride or die New York I, I I'm just and it, it seems like you were you are you were too but you're open to change and just like moving like 5,000 miles away yeah I so mean it's, you... it's been a year now how it, yeah so that's 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 where I'm going with this is that like I had to look back to figure out who I am separate from a city. Like, who am I? And one of the yeah. number one things that I am is someone who wanted to fall in love and really values that relationship. So when my husband, who's born and raised in Honolulu, said to me, it's time to move home. I've been in New York. You know, if you count upstate New York, he has been here for like 16 years. You know, when that person says, I need to go, what am I going to do? Say no. Yeah. I'm going to say, no, don't be with your parents. No, stay here in New York so that I can wear this city as a badge of honor. I was like, if love is the only thing that matters or the thing that matters the most, then then I need to go wherever he wants to go. Yeah. And luckily, where he wants to go happens <laughs> to be the the biggest city in, in Hawaii and has a downtown and like, you know. Also just a beautiful place, I can imagine. You know, it is a beautiful place, but I'm not a beautiful place kind of person. Mm. I like, I mean, New York is beautiful in its own way, but I actually like some trash on the street. I like to walk past a Starbucks on my way to another Starbucks, you know, like, I like that I'm in a city still. Like some action. Yeah, I want to feel the hustle and bustle of the big city. It inspires anyone's art to see but now in Honolulu, I can see, you know, there's a downtown skyline and then I can see a mountain just past that or I can okay. see the ocean. Cool. Literally, while I am sitting on the toilet, I can see downtown Honolulu, the ocean and Diamond Head Mountain. Wait, so your bathroom has a window in it that you could see all these things? My bathroom got wall to wall windows overlooking what? the stuff. That's when I tell you that, man. like, if you're going to leave New York, I... like, try to make it for somewhere fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow. And is this... If, you, if I remember correctly, did you guys did you guys buy a home in Hawaii? We did. That's incredible. That's well, incredible. Mazel tov. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, it was you a bought, life. Not dream. only did you buy a home, but you bought a home with wall to wall windows in the bathroom. It's not wall to wall. I mean, now that you know, I'm gonna get called out on. I don't think that's wall to wall, Adam. <laughs> but it's it's very it's a, a cute home. It's I mean, there are apartments in New York that are bigger than this house. This is a yeah. small house. It's okay. 85 years old. Yeah. It's got character roof, though. It's better than a new so a new character. building. On in my opinion, it's nice to have some character. And yeah, something even new. in New York, I never lived in like a new building. Yeah, I was never. That's not my. It's my building my currently. Body. I'm a little embarrassed by it. Sometimes it it feels like a hotel. Sometimes so it looks like, like a hotel. Sometimes it looks. It's a. But you, know, you had a good view of I, strangers on the roof. That's so. true. I I have I can't. That's I can't, part of your story. Yeah, now. I can't trash it too much. I no. I have a lot to thank it for. I think a lot of people who follow you have a lot to thank it for because. A lot of the the hijinks that you got up to from that from that roof from that yeah. balcony like kept a lot of us sane yeah. for a few months. Thank you. It for was like yeah. Germ Cohen. Like I want to see the the quarantine quarantine cutie <laughs> saga. Like Dan Pelosi cooking meatballs at home, and then when celebrities sang Imagine, that oh, was yeah. really helpful to me. I oh, felt my so. God comforted when that me occurred. too me too yeah. what a, what a great video it was almost better than the yeah. vaccine <laughs> maybe oh it was it was better how do you I, I for i totally blocked that out of my memory i'll that. never forget who's the main who's the main one that sang the imagine song that we love to trash you mean like the original? Well, no, 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 no. The, I was going to no, say, you mean John, John Lennon? No, well, the celebrity singing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Every celebrity was, it was like none of them spoke to each other. Yeah. Even celebrities that like, like Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig were in there. And I'm like, did they know? Yeah. Did they, did they not, just do it separately? Not get, it no, just... I'm, I just mean like, did there were some people in there who I consider to be self-aware. So I'm like, how did you miss that this was not going to be the move? Yeah. But I think also people didn't know how serious the pandemic was going to be. And it, yeah, because what, what was that in like so April? Fast. It must have been like April. No, it was like it was like the first week. Oh, it was like when we really thought it was going to be like, um, you know, one of the other ones that right, was very like SARS. Or, yeah. yeah, I don't. None of those people knew it was going to be eighteen months. Maybe Sia knew, although I think she's I think she's been uncancelled recently. Wait, sorry, who? Sia, you remember oh, Sia, her? Yeah, she has yeah, the, yeah, the chandelier, yeah, 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 the, whole, the haircut. Yeah, I actually really liked old Sia a lot. 
I'm I'm not super familiar with her work besides uh, the music video with Shia LaBeouf in it and a couple of her music videos. But yeah. besides her music videos, uh, she had a whole other career and then she was like, "I'm done with this." And I think a lot of it had to. Oh, do she's with, done like, making music. No, no, bef- oh. she was done due to I think like mental health stuff okay. and like her personal interests. And then she came back, and that's why she covered her face because mm. she was like, "This is a different. I'm doing a different thing. I hate fame." And then she also sang in the Imagine uh, yeah. video. She sang in it. She uh, she really put like a Sia spin on it. If you're just tuning in, we're listening to the Imagine <laughs> podcast where um, every Sponsored week. Sponsored by Hawaiian Delta Airlines. Yeah. Or Hawaiian every Airlines. week, Jerm Cohen and Adam J. Kurtz invite a guest to just spend an hour yeah. talking about the Imagine video. <laughs> um, let's move on to this next question, which is a lot later. And um, I'm actually curious your thoughts on this holiday in general. What are you going to be for Halloween? And what was your favorite Halloween costume you ever had? So, okay. Are you a Halloween person? I came late to Halloween, so I grew up Orthodox Jewish. We don't do Halloween. We were yeah. not allowed to do Halloween. Sometimes my Purim, mom, though. Purim. We did, we did plenty of that. I always <laughs> explain Purim as like a reverse Halloween where you're supposed to get drunk. Like the adults get drunk and then people like, give the you get, food kids baskets. kids get drunk, too. I've, I mean, at least in in williamsburg brooklyn yeah I, i've walked around sometimes during, I've seen during photos yeah these kids are drinking the parents you know it's the one day they let their kids take a couple sips of wine but then they'll take more sips of wine and i've seen drunk kids in the street on perm in their costumes i'll say that like as a 13 year old like there would be some liquor at, at shul at, at the synagogue and yeah. like there was always the you know the few kids who were like oh let's sneak some and i definitely like was like 13 year old 13 years old like drinking screwdrivers like during <laughs> the high holy days or during whatever yeah um in retrospect kind of a gay drink vodka and fruit juice yeah yeah not very yeah, what you, uh tough guy what what does a screwdriver get it's just it's just vodka and orange juice oh, oh okay cool i mean yeah it's a tasty I, drink, I love though, that all like i'm in retrospect i'm like oh the cool guys yeah, yeah. we're drinking i'm like that's great <laughs> it's like if i got bullied for not drinking a vodka cranberry Anyway, yeah. this is we're getting very specific. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Wait, uh, so I want I want to come back to this question. I don't though. even so remember ha- the question. Halloween. What was your? Halloween. What was your uh, you, you you came on later in life, so you didn't celebrate Halloween. Until, I didn't. I was super Halloween. into it, and I I would be I dressed up as Where's Waldo several times, and also nice. Harry Potter. And okay. once I was dressed as Harry Potter, and someone shouted at me. So you hey, just like Waldo. the circular glasses. I had glasses. Yeah, yeah and like a scarf, a striped scarf. Yeah. And I always had that like you know that little front swoop hair. Right, and then you could rock the beanie with both of them. I yeah, guess. exactly. So, I mean, it's it's a low because you're a beanie guy, so I'm sure you're excited. Wait, okay. Speaking of being a beanie guy, Hawaii, it's kind of like I, you wear, so, can yeah. you wear beanies in Hawaii? I'm not Is really it, a beanie people... guy. I'm more of a baseball hat guy. I'm wearing a beanie today because I was like, let me try it out. You know, yeah. first time in a year that I could bring that coat and wear long pants right, right. in Hawaii. Now I wear shorts. I wear uh, like a lot of sandals or like slip on shoes. Fall is the best weather for fashion purposes. Like it's just the most fun stuff to wear in fall. It's not a coincidence that we're in New York for the month of October. It's it's probably the best month. It's the best. It's I think hands down my favorite month here. I if I could spend every. Well, also it's your birthday. I know. So it's kind of biased. Book comes out and the the book comes out. I'm crazy. I really forced a a moment for myself. But and and you're back in New York for the first time. It's, it's going to be first time in a year. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be it's going to be a good month. There's it's a, already there's a good a, month. There's a lot to celebrate. I'm on Ask Not Me Anything with <laughs> Jeremy Cohen. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> wow, I'm blushing right now. Um, it could be the that, reflection of the light against the pink walls. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. That's it. Do you have a photography background? How do you, you know that that works like that? I'm very good at all things art. Yeah, that's I. You, no, I don't know. It's just it's pink. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's, uh, um, do what? you remember that time that we both did a brand gig and we were both paid to take photos? And I was so bad that Wait, you is this took where f- we met? This is the one we met. I don't think oh. we met the the OG brand gig, which is how we met. No, 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 oh. no, not that one. I don't know why we're being vague. German, I met on set at like a paper magazine shoot on for set. HP. Like we actually met yeah. on set and we're in that Kim Kardashian issue of paper magazine together i still yeah. have the issue I well let's, this is a fun story let's talk about it really quick this is so yeah we met on set this was 2015 14 14 this was right when i got out of school this was the first time i was being featured in something as an artist because my art it was, it was one of my first ones too yeah like ever oh wow so we yeah so my art just started to get noticed at that time and this was 
I guess I got reached out to by it was HP and a collaboration with Paper Magazine. Yeah. And they were working with like five different artists and me and Adam being one of two of the five. Um, In retrospect, it, it seems lazy to have two white Jews. Three. There was three there. Yikes. Because also my friend Matt Starr was one of them yeah. who I'm still good friends with. So Wait, do we do we control the media? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just I'm just no, oh I mean god. the stereotype about the media and <laughs> yeah, also yeah, bankers yeah, yeah. is no, because know, they I wouldn't know. let Jewish people right, do anything right, else. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. If anyone hasn't yeah. Adam is very sarcastic if anyone doesn't get that. Yes. I'm um, just kidding. Yeah. Um, I'm just but, kidding. Jews yeah, have never look, been persecuted. Look, 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 looking back on that yeah i mean those three of us right there i'm trying to remember the other, did the you other go people. to that party in miami as well yes they, yeah we, okay yeah you were there was, too yeah yeah that was no, okay nuts. no this is why the story is okay that's when okay yeah, so okay so this this is why the story is funny is because we just got featured randomly in this magazine issue and that issue happened to be like one of the most famous magazine issues it didn't happened to be it, i am 100 percent sure that hp paid enough money to get kim on the cover to maximize the investment of having like 20 pages Sure. Yeah. These things yeah, don't happen by is, accident. Damn. Well, I haven't thought of it that way, but that's a definite possibility. So wait, it, you just navigate world without like you navigate life without picking everything apart and assuming that someone is selling you. I'm something? a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I, I think this I think I'm more is about me selling the book. Nothing is real. <laughs> True. So you're big on Instagram. So, that's like the fakest platform. Yeah. TikTok is the real one. Sort of. <laughs> Hey, I have a TikTok blowing up right now, and it's because I just put $250 of ad spend on it. Really? So maybe nothing's real. I didn't even know you could do that on TikTok. Well, that's because you don't have to know that because what? you're popular on there. I'm very <laughs> bad at it. Anyway, the I story. I think you're pretty good at it. Anyway, the story. So back to the story. Wow, we are two Jewish guys talking on a podcast. Just Whoever to has everyone. to edit this, if they even that's if, that's, they Will, even that's Will right over here. Will. Will shout that, out, I don't shout think Will's Will. Jewish. No. Yeah. Nice. I was going to say dodge the bullet, but actually, I think not quite either. <laughs> cool. Well, cool. Okay, well, Jerry's <laughs> like, fuck, take that out immediately. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, no, let's you know, just finish the story, to... though. We got to finish the story. So the what magazine... if the whole podcast is that we never finish the story? That's a good concept for a podcast. Thanks. That that's a that could be a whole... Jewish people talking the podcast. It Don't could forget be a ty- to like and subscribe. <laughs> it could, we, we would be good. Good podcast uh, co-hosts. You know who would listen to our podcast is our moms. Oh, 100%. And no one else. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, other other Jewish moms. Maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to now it. No, I got quiet. Anyways, this this cover, it was the it was the infamous uh paper mag break Kim Kardashian yeah. break the internet cover. So, because we just happened to be featured in this magazine and it became so successful because of the cover and it literally broke the internet, yada yada. They had a whole because it was so successful. They had this party, right? No, so, the party was definitely part of oh, the entire that, brand. Oh, campaign. really? Oh, I thought yeah. they had the party because it was so successful. Anyways, Jeremy, I, how I, do you work in this industry? I just kind of, so I, I, I just float on nice in life. Jewish Whatever boy. happens, happens, kind of thing. Oh so, no, this whole thing. So was, it was all planned. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's me being naive. What can I say? So, anyways, they had this okay. party in Miami, which they like flew it. I was, you know, I was right out of school. I didn't know what was happening. They, they me got neither. me. They got I, me I a ticket. I was flown to Miami. Yeah, they I felt fl- so they, fucking they cool. They put us up in the Fontaine Blue. How do you pronounce yeah. that hotel? Like this really fancy hotel. And then the I don't mini know, bar cashews were so expensive. Why did I eat them? Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't like comps or anything. They probably were. Yeah. So, anyways, I I checked in this hotel. I was never like really traveled alone really at this point. This, mm. So I just flew alone. Went to, checked in this hotel. I didn't. I was kind of nervous to get on a plane by myself, let alone check into a hotel by myself. I wasn't independent at this time, I guess. And then there was like a couple hours to kill before we went to this party. I so forgot about this part that happened to you. Okay, this I told you this part. You yeah. told me about this. So I didn't really know what to do. I so I walked downstairs. I just went to like check out the hotel, and they had this whole like pool in the backyard, backyard, the back, whatever the pool area. So I walked to the pool. There's like no one there except like a couple people hanging out in the hot tub. And I just like walk by just because I was going that way. And then I, I just, you know, I look over to see who's in the hot tub. And this this girl turns around and looks at me as I walk by. And I make eye contact just with Miley Cyrus just chilling in this hot tub with Miley like a couple of, couple of her friends. And I was just I was just so confused. I, I didn't think it was real. And I just kept walking. And I was like, wow, that was that was Miley Cyrus in a hot tub. I should have said hi, but you know, maybe not. I didn't. And then you have to put your hands up first, and then the butterflies fly away. <laughs> put my yeah, and yeah. then you can talk to her without the butterflies. Fair, right? Yeah, yeah famously. Yeah, you know, she um, Instagrammed my first book once. 
she just took a picture of her books and she posted it. And my book is like out in front and she has a huge crystal blocking my name and the title. What, on purpose? No, just oh, because just, she just, had probably just been writing in it. And so people were tagging me like, that's your wait, book. And I was like, it's so, the only one you can't see. Oh, man, that's that's so awesome and not awesome. At it's the just same very time. funny. Yeah. You know, when you make art and you put it out in the world, you like don't really know where things will end up. You know, I got tagged in like, you know, those Instagram accounts that basically stock female celebrities like their fashion so you can shop their look. Uh-huh. I got tagged in like Lana Del Rey closet updates underscore and it's a, they zoom in on her like keychain and she has my keychain on and I was like this is so cool and then I look and it was like in 2018 so I'm like she must have like she bought my keychain off my website with like a pseudonym wow or or maybe a friend gave it to her and no she loved it, it must be it that must she be, personally <laughs> she must have personally yes that's it, the yeah. only conceivable yeah, yeah right wait so that's, then we went to the party and you got a selfie with Kim Kardashian. And yes. I didn't because I was afraid. Yes, you were too scared. I, I, I and scared. I'm not, I'm not the type of person to ask for selfies with anyone. But at that moment, Kim Kardashian was popping. She was like the most famous celebrity, and like also she was shorter than me. She, I, I was surprised. She's I, so small. She's so small. She I was wearing heels, and she was still shorter than me. Yeah. Um. She was. Anyways, very nice. there was, there was a, so nice. Anyways, After there, meeting her, I decided to like respect her and be happy yeah. for all of her success yeah and like there was just a moment where she was standing there i was like i just said hi for a second asked for a selfie and then i flexed on instagram and posted that selfie to instagram yeah. and yeah you know what a, i remember about the that. only celebrity selfie i think i've ever posted. it's the i mean it's the one you don't need more <laughs> yeah. what i remember most clearly about that experience and i i feel like i learned a lot from that experience one these sort of brand activation dinners have really good do you remember the food was like Marie Antoinette with the piled up like shoe pastry towers. I remember no the one tables. ate anything. Yeah, there was probably like, I mean, I don't know how much food costs because I only you know buy garbage food, but it was so much food, and I was afraid to eat, so I didn't. And you were then, afraid to eat, really? I was afraid to eat because I was there to use the HP tools to do like a live right. drawing on a projector. Right. I remember, but the, the projector broke because there was a storm, and what the party was in like an open air parking garage. Mm. If you're just tuning in, now we're talking about brand activations during Art Basel. There was yeah, a taxi that, parked in. Harry mm-hmm. Neff was there. That was cool. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of cool people at that party. Joe and Jonas was there. I said hi to him for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, and those, nice. those tables, remember how long they were? Yeah. Yeah. They're just long. That was, it was like that was one of the most. was a parking garage. That was to this day. That was got to be top five, top three, maybe the top one most bizarre experience of my life. Just uh, I've actually had a weirder since then. Really? But Let's it hear was, it. Can I can I hear this? No, I just mean going to like weirdo brand activations okay. when you're like, you spent this much money on this. Yeah. And this is gonna get you organic shares. All right, can we can we spill the tea on any without naming the brand? Can you say spill the tea as a straight person? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe can we, not. Can we check? Spill spill the coffee? What can I say? You can just I, say, I'm a tea drinker though. Can... I don't I don't drink coffee. So can I say spill the tea because of that? I don't speak for all queer I, people. How dare you reduce I actually, me? I actually don't know the the background of spill the tea. What's the history of that? Where does it even, where does that term Don't ask a from? white person for the history. Oh, I, you know I'm just going to reframe <laughs> it to make myself sound good. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's how we met. And then what I was trying to say way before is that we both did that Samsung thing. And I was ostensibly paid to take photos and post one and i just like couldn't get it together so you took a photo of me on your phone airdropped it to me and i got five thousand dollars to instagram it <laughs> wow yeah yeah, yeah. With, with the tvs the samsung tvs yeah. yep yep the qled tv at the qled to- launch 2018 i totally forgot about that wow i didn't was- because it was five thousand i was yeah. like holy sh-. i was like how is this happening is this yeah. real yeah that was that was a really weird event but it was uh- it was kind of cool. I really want to buy the Samsung Frame oh. TV. There's a new 2022 edition coming soon, and I would love one. <laughs> if Samsung's listening right now, please give us a TV. Samsung, I actually, can you hear us? I actually need a new TV soon. Mine is very close. I don't to have broken. a TV anymore because oh. I, I mean, I'm starting over in Hawaii. We got, we donated like almost all our stuff. The only furniture we kept was a bed and one bench. No TV. No TV. Well, I guess you I still traded, have screens. I you... traded my TV for a drawing. Wow, it's a really good drawing. I love cool. it. From by which artist? Uh, Tim Ho. He has a project called Drawing on the Subway, and cool. he does these like quick drawings of people on the subway in a non creepy way, and they're so good. Really, he drew Mitchell and I on our last night in our apartment, mm-hmm. and I just loved it. And I was like, "Can I pay you?" And he 
I don't remember the exact context, like, but basically, he's like, no, trade me your TV. <laughs> no, he he was like, this is just for you. And I was like, you're so talented. You can't just do work for free. I respect you too much. Yeah. Do you want a TV? I think I gave him our vacuum too. That last wow. week, we just had like people coming by that we hadn't seen. You know, it'd been a year of the pandemic. Yeah. People were just coming by to like grab some plants and I would like upsell. But, you know, for free, I'd be like, you want some records or like, yeah, do you need yeah. a strainer or whatever? And yeah, now we're, we've been like restarting our whole life. Nice. I'm supposed to be talking more about, I don't know, the the answers to the questions. Oh, no, you're cool. You're cool. Let's go back to- Will, uh... is any of this going to make it into the pod? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's go to another question here. Let's see. Uh, from Bushwick Moods, what author or illustrator have you been most inspired by? Or, you know what? Let me just switch the question a little bit. It doesn't even have to be an author or illustrator. What, what creators in general are- uh, artists have you been inspired inspire your work lately or have you felt inspired by you've seen them making work you know i it's it's sounds obvious but like i'm so inspired by text-based artists like jenny holzer and barbara kruger who who really helped us understand that just like words words can be art of course they can why wouldn't they and then you can keep going with that and be like well then all writers are artists you know we know poets are artists but journalists are artists too anyone who's who's creating anyone who's making something from nothing out of their brain is an artist so I'm very inspired by that. You know, do I like to see a painting on the wall? Yes, often, not always. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if I'm specifically inspired by anyone who's like a direct contemporary of mine, but I would say that contemporary, yikes, that makes me sound like <laughs> I think I'm someone and I don't. For the record, I hate myself and I'm depressed. But there's, you know, a number of artists who create work that is comparable or that would make sense together like if we all had books they'd be on the shelf together and i love being part of this group of people because when any one of us succeeds in any way you know a new book comes out um, a big brand campaign a big collaboration or someone's work is in a group show at a really cool place it it just further validates the work that we all do yeah you know have you you heard of the uh, new acronym that's been a thing wag me Wag me. Yeah, like no. W-A-G-M-I. What is that? It just means we're all going to make it. So it's kind of wow. like this this feeling, you know. You just, I love that. Yeah. So Who who started Wag Me? Um, Probably HP. HP. Yeah, they're probably Harry pushing, Potter, they're you probably mean. pushing out there. Yeah, Harry Potter. No, I, I actually, I have no, who, who knows who started it, but I, I saw it and, you know, I like I like it. Yeah, that's a very you yeah. thing to, you know, <laughs> men love to hide like an earnest thing behind an acronym or like something that could be like, you know, on, yeah. a, on a hoodie. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know, you know, say how you're feeling without actually saying it, you know, hide, hide it a little bit. A little bit. But yeah. actually, that's, that's really important because yeah. we can't, we can't just every time we see our friend be like, by the way, I'm super proud of you. And like, I'm really glad that you didn't kill yourself when you were thinking about it eight years ago. Like, you actually can't do that. It's extremely triggering. Yeah. Even right now, we're all like, what did he just say? So you could just say wag me instead. Yeah. Or, you know, you could give them a copy of You Are Here For Now, A Guide to Finding Your Way. Oh, which there we go. I... is essentially that kind of heavy conversation, but also optimistic conversation. Very mm-hmm. earnest, late well, that, night life talk that's in the thing, book form. That's the thing about your work. It's like... You know, it's very dark, but positive at the same time. It's like, a, it's, I mean, how, it's how, like me how, as a person. It's you as a person. Right. Like yeah, I've got right. a lot of like inner turmoil and darkness and shit that I've been carrying with me for a long time. But then I cope through my own humor that makes sense to me. And some people are listening to this and they're like, it's time for me to stop listening. <laughs> and other people are listening and they're like, like wow, really, really... this guy's inner monologue is insane, and it sounds just like mine. Yeah. So and if if you're so that if you're that person and you're not familiar with Adam's work, please check out his new book. Cause yeah, because it, it's gonna actually speak. Yeah. It speaks your language yeah. in a way that isn't too scary and is, I think, could be really um, validating for people. I think that's the coolest thing that I've experienced making and sharing my artwork is when people tell me like, "Hey, it it feels like you're in my brain sometimes." The way you took that sentiment and you phrased it on a social media post or printed yeah. on a balloon or on a t-shirt or in, or in a previous, but like to, to help make people feel seen in, in this very small way in like this unassuming way, right? Like through yeah. novelty gift products um, is very cool because we're used to seeing art in even a with one liners, on even with one liners. Yeah. Like your gift. I mean, I don't know how to describe it, like keychains and yeah, just I mean, little like things that, that are art, but are not like, 
big art that you're you're yeah. you're in a, you go to a museum you're expecting to be moved right or you go to a movie you're like i better fucking cry at this yeah. movie you know it's much more surprising when you're at michael's and you see like my journal next to some coloring books and you're like what is this yeah and then you get to a page that's like fill in your tombstone because you're going to die someday what do you want to be remembered for and you're like right. wait a minute i was just here to buy markers <laughs> Yeah, some deep stuff right there, but important to, to, important to think about. Yeah, and let's talk you, about feelings. Yeah. We need to. Um, do you know, I'm just curious, do you know of any, I know I know your sto- your stories and your uh, books and art in general makes, you know, makes people feel seen and helps people. Do you know any, can you share any specific stories that you've heard of someone that has let you know how uh, how it's helped them? You know, there are a number of stories that stick out in my mind, and I think Part of being a person that does this work is really respecting people and their privacy. Fair, yeah. And there's also something about when you share something in public, a part of it is diminished or changed in some. I shouldn't say diminished, but part of it is changed. And so there are some experiences that I think are really important to protect. But one that I'll share only because I have shared it previously is that when I was in the Philippines for uh, this big design conference, I gave my talk. And it's very me. And I talk about making art inspired by our identity and trusting yourself to, you know, just digging into yourself to make what you can from it. And I was very overtly queer and talking about, you know, gay rights and not like in a very like, oh, did you know gay rights? But I was just being myself. And afterwards, someone came up to me and told me like, well, did you did you realize that this is a country that has a very strong like religious leaning and there's a lot of things that are repressed here and Basically, I didn't know that what I was saying would be helpful to queer people in that space specifically. And so someone came and spoke to me and they cried. And then I cried at like the signing table. So we walked away and we talked for a while. And I since seen online that they've transitioned. I said that with a question because I'm pretty sure. but Or or maybe they're just like in a non-binary space. But I, I saw that like a few years later and I was like so happy yeah that they are continuing on their journey and that i don't mean to imply that i help them i just mean i mean i'm sure that was a moment no i don't think so at all i don't think i am relevant to that choice or decision at all but i like that as two queer people in very different countries in very different situations we were able to bond over like yeah both of us were kind of told that we're not supposed to be who we are and both of us can be okay yeah that's a powerful thing i mean Got, I'm getting tingly inside. I just think of you know two strangers. You know he he probably didn't know that day when he. Was I hearing, don't think that they, they knew. Yeah, yeah. I don't they think hearing, they knew what to expect. Yeah, I'm glad that I was able to like, you know, say something that was useful or just to to be uh representing a queer person who's not dead. Yeah, you know, I think that's also kind of what this book is. This book is like, hey, I wanted to die, but then I didn't, and now I don't really want to anymore, and that happens. So yeah. hang in there. So w- would it? Would you argue that uh, this book could be help be a lot more helpful for people living in other cultures and other parts of the world? That I think this book is really for anyone who is experiencing a time of transition or change, um, either because they wanted to change, they realized it was time for them to make the change, or because the situation changed and they've been forced to adapt. And right now, that's kind of all of us, because either your world exploded or your world pushed you indoors into your own head, and then you found some shit you didn't like. Because without the distraction of going out all the time, without the distraction of having to commute to the office back and forth and get after work drinks and like pencil in your friends, you know, one time a month, with all the distractions cleared away, I think a lot of people took stock of where they actually were and realized that there were things that needed changing. And I definitely did. And in the process of making this book, I had to really look within and be like, okay, you've been saying you're going to do this thing for a while. You haven't done it yet. Stop putting it off. It's time. And yeah. So would you say uh, this book helped you? This book that you're trying to, uh, you know, open up these things for people to uh, that are going through change and stuff. You just the process of you yourself writing this book. Did this? Did that answer? Wow, my words are jumbling all over. I know. I know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Yeah, I do. I mean, this this is a book that's literally about 
the process and processing through things. And that is the visual art in the book is these transformation sequences where we see sheets of paper that are bent and folded and torn, just like we are by life. And then they come out the other side transformed in some way uh, to create an artwork. And and those sequences, it's sort of like step-by-step origami or like the frames of a GIF. Those sequences connect different groupings of essays about different topics. Yeah. And yeah, this is not a book from someone who like knows anything. Like I, I'm not okay. I'm not like, I didn't reach enlightenment. I'm not like happy now by myself, you know, without help. Um, this is a book about someone who's working on it because that's what it is. Life is a journey. Life is not, there's, there is no destination. And that's right? why it's so relatable. Cause that's, that's all. Cause us. we're all a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's like whether you spend a lot of time thinking about it or not enough time thinking about it. And so making this book, you know, I am very good at my little art projects and, and the things that I want to do creatively. I am very bad at fixing my own shit. I'm very bad at working on myself as a person. And so what I did to trick my brain is that I made figuring out my shit into an art project so that I would have to do it. And then I did it. Life hacks. Life hack. It's a major Turn life your hack life right into there. art and then um, monetize it and then do it. All right, we we got the last question, Adam. Are you ready for it? And it's, are it's, you ready? It's for a, it's, a, it's a simple. I don't know if you're ready. Are you? All right, I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna try to be ready. I'm gonna be okay, serious. It's pretty simple. I'm I'm curious though. What um, how did you come up with the title? Did, how how long were you thinking about it before you came up with the title? Where did it? Mm. Where did the inspiration for this come from? Also, while while we're thinking of this, I'm also just curious how you came up with the cover. And I like how all the covers of your of your books they're different but similar. Yeah, and consistency. It's it's the brand is strong with me. Yeah. You know, this book was called Soon. This book was called Soon for like two years. Just soon. It was just called Soon. And it was all about, you know, the, the thesis of the book was essentially that things are tough, but they will get better. And you got to hang in there. And that is true, right? Time heals many wounds. But the idea of in the middle of a global pandemic to make a book that's basically like, it'll get better. Just hang in there, girly, is so blatantly offensive that I knew I had to change the title. And You Are Here For Now was like a sketch from the original pitch that was like, you know, in a PDF somewhere. And I kept thinking about it. And then the week before we left New York, I had coffee with my editor at Madison Square Park and we sat for a couple hours. And we kind of agreed, like, you know what? The title should switch. And it did, she didn't say it had to, but I was like, I think I want it to. And she was like, I support you on that. And so the star... The Paper Star is um, an artwork from 2018 that said soon. It was a New Year's postcard that I sent out. I guess you know that. I send postcards I love your postcards, yeah. And so I knew that the star, you know, the star is also a compass guiding the way. Um, I love an unsubtle metaphor. I really do. And then the you are here for now is sort of a nod to the idea that everything changes. You know, this moment that you're in at this time is, um, if it's difficult, like it will pass. If it's very special, you know, take a mental snapshot because it's not forever. Um, but also like that you lot. are here yeah. for now. Like you could fucking die at any second. You know, you could have died in the first year of the pandemic and you didn't. And that's incredible. So now what are you going to do? You can't keep waiting around to create the change that you want for yourself. It's literally a miracle that you're here right now. Now what? Now what are you going to do? Do the thing you need to do. And for me, I am taking that to heart. To me, this is more than a book. This is this is a chapter in my life of, Adam, it's time to get to it. And, and the biggest thing that I did for myself um, has been really focusing on my mental health. And I know if you're listening to this and you don't know me, you're like, did it work? But I'm telling you that I am, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. And it's... And it's also, you know, it's an ongoing thing. You can't just do one thing and it works. No, I'm fixed now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's forever. It's, I mean, our, our brains are always changing. Our brain chemistry is in delicate balance. And there's always going to be the work of checking in with yourself, of embracing your emotion, of learning how to communicate what you need to yourself and to the people around you. Yeah. Um, everything is a, it's a, shit is more delicate than we think and also less delicate than we think. Wait, so congrats for being in a really good spot right now. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, Feels so crazy I'm, to say what, that. Who yeah. fucking says that? I'm happy. I'm yeah. the happiest I've ever been, but that just tells you how unhappy I was. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, so 
what what's your personal strategy how where you're at right now i mean part of it is writing this book part of it no is, it's that i i'm on antidepressants now okay, no so there's not, it. it's not a secret oh. my brain's broke so i went to the doctor <laughs> and the doctor said yeah one in four people has mental illness so we can we can do something about this yeah yeah so you got the talk, help. talk to your doctor yeah talk to a, a system of care maybe maybe it's not medicine for you or Maybe it is um, therapy, group therapy, one-on-one therapy, if you're able to yeah. afford it, if you have coverage for it or a place that does sliding scale. Um, I was on, I've been on meds for a long time, but I had to switch it up because I'm different. Yeah. And and sometimes something that has been working for us for a long time stops working or doesn't work as well as it could. And now when I look at my life, I'm like, how sad is it that I waited this long? I could have been happier a lot longer. Who knows what kind of work I would have been doing, what kind yeah. of relationships I might have been growing if I were just this happy a few years earlier. But you can't think that way. You just have to be grateful that you're here now. You are here for now. Well, with that being said, I think we could wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking through the book and a bunch of other things as well. <laughs> and um, let's uh, do, you, do you have anything to plug by any chance? You know, could... I would love to talk about my new podcast called You Are Here For Now. If you thought this was unhinged, just wait for my 10 episodes. Um, no, the podcast is cool. We, we really dig into like late night life talk stuff with really cool people like Channy Nicholas, the astrologer, Ashley C. Ford, um, the writer, Michelle Branch, my teen idol is on the pod. Okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. And and we really, we talk about all of it, being a creative person in the world, navigating your own inner demons, and just trying to be okay at the other side. Cool. You are here for now, You pod. are here for now, the podcast, and the book, and the bucket hat, and the keychain. We got it all. Awesome. And we could I find mean, that. I mean, shoelaces, too. I love, I love novelty gift products shoelaces I oh you i are here for now shoelaces that's really cool yeah because wherever wherever you go there you are yeah as they say cool awesome and you could just google this stuff or yeah just just go to adamjk.com i got you okay on that note adam jk thank you for coming through to brooklyn new york all the way from honolulu Hawaii. yeah and yeah i really enjoyed this conversation that was a bit all over the place but it's okay we had a really good time and i'm really excited for your book to come out officially on october 19th october 19th even though i feel really special because i'm holding it in my hand right now and i get the sneak peek and it feels really nice in my hand highly recommend you check out this book thank you everyone for listening and be sure to uh drink a lot of water stay hydrated also as we talked earlier you know, if you need to talk to someone, talk to someone. It's really important. And I hope you have a great day. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shishkin Productions Podcast.